Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program is standing by on the Roast Number Coffee guest line. Man, when you look at the list and you line up the U.S. versus Europe, I I don't know. Am I? It, is Europe going to run away with this? Well, first, happy Labor Day, Bill. Yeah, back at and, you, buddy. Uh, yeah, nice to join you. It's really interesting. There's several sort of milestones that you'd have to say. And in the first place, I think that this is a historic Ryder Cup team in that the players from, say, the past 20 years, there's really nobody left except for Justin Rose. Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia, Graham McDowell, and Luke Donald now, of course, is the captain. And so this really is, this is a milestone and when you think about the sort of situation at Whistling Straits in 2021 and all the observers were saying, well, what was the future of the Ryder Cup going to be? I think little did they know how this could shift in two short years, especially, I think, with the development of the younger players like Victor Hovland winning the Tour Championship and sort of the continued growth. Look, since since that 2021 Ryder Cup, Matt's, Matt Fitzpatrick won a U.S. Open. Justin Rose has had a kind of a resurgence. And Tommy Fleetwood gets better and better. So this is really, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting Ryder Cup. And by the time it starts, the European team may be favored. Yeah, I, when I just line it up and I go, I play the name game, and you see Scheffler, Clark, Cantley, Homa, Shawfley. Kepka, Spieth, Morikawa, Burns, Fowler, Thomas, and then you list Team Europe, which the captain's picks were announced today. McElroy, Rahm, Hovland, Hatton, you know, Fitzpatrick, I mean, uh, Fleetwood, Straka, Rose, Lowry, Hoygaard, and uh, Aberg. I just, it would be a great Ryder Cup because I think the U.S., you know, it's in Rome. Course isn't a monster course. And, you know, match play and alternate shot and everything you get. Uh, it isn't your typical PGA Tour where you just crush it. You, you got the mental side of playing against somebody in singles matches on that final day. So should be great drama. Oh, absolutely. And as you say, really a solid team. Uh, and I think interestingly today, Luke Donald, um, in some respects, maybe went out a little bit of a limb with Ludwig Aberg and to some extent maybe Nikolai Hoygaard from Denmark. But a couple of observations there. He has really taken advantage of the concept of picking the hottest players at the right time. And obviously, Aberg just won in Switzerland over the weekend uh, and has moved way up in the world rankings. A little bit of a tigerish win when you think about he's won his first event. He's had nine professional starts and he won in his ninth professional start. Hoygaard uh, has played well uh, this year, especially in match play. Earlier in the season, the European or DP World Tour has a match play event. It's kind of the offshoot of the old Seve Trophy. Hoygaard played well there, and he's also won the Italian Open at the Marco Simone Golf Course. Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, calls West Michigan home, like I mentioned, part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. Find out more how Mark and the team at the PGA Management Program are moving Ferris forward at ferris.edu. Yesterday, uh, 
Mark, one of the best golf experiences of my life. I played in the Folds of Honor Collegiate Am uh, sponsor, you know, Pro-Am, what normally happens at LPGA and PGA and Champions events. But prior to the tournament starting, I had a chance to talk, meet, take a photo uh, with Jack Nicholas. What an unbelievable gentleman. And his love of golf, his love of country, his love of family, and even his Buckeyes of Ohio State. What a special individual. Yeah, you know, over the years, Bill, we've talked about approachable athletes, star quality athletes, and really Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas uh, were both that way. Jack Nicholas, obviously, still that way. And uh, really, what Dan Rooney's done, and you look at the great field that they've got over there in Grand Haven uh, for that event, they have really outstanding teams from all over the country. Uh, competing today's the first day two more rounds coming up uh, and uh, really they've organized a great collegiate event there and they announced yesterday that they're adding next year will be two days of the folds of honor collegiate cup for men and two days of the top women's teams uh, coming in Uh, so a four-day event that all four days will be broadcast on the golf channel they made that announcement yesterday uh, really a, a nice uh, and really in a short time they've built that event uh, they've built that event tremendously to become a really top collegiate event yeah the course is fabulous and again the mission with folds of honor and all the connections and Jack Nicholas speaking to the crowd yesterday emotional about his father introducing him to the game of golf at 10 uh, his love of country his love of his family uh, and even talked about, you know, the Ohio State University, what it did for his father and him and his family. It was just a it was a surreal day in Grand Haven yesterday at American Dunes. Oh, I'm sure it must have been. You know, Jack was a pretty good baseball player and basketball player, too, when he was in high school and obviously ended up with golf and a great career at Ohio State and uh, really outstanding career for so many years on the PGA Tour as well. He mentioned, or I think it was Dan Rooney when he was introducing him. How many, how many U.S. amateurs did Jack Nicholas win? Do you know? Because you know everything connected to the golf. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, Bill. Uh, hold but, on, uh, hold on. Do we got breaking news? This is the first time in maybe fifteen years of talking to you, Mark, that you've never ever said you didn't know. Oh my lord. <laughs> I don't want to go out on a limb and tell your listeners uh, the, the the wrong. Uh, no, I I do it every day. You're fine. I, I do it every day, Mark. So my guess would be not that many because he turned pro so quickly after that, too. Yeah, because I heard a word number. I I heard a weird number, and I'm like, no, he didn't. He can't win that many U.S. amateurs because he he turned pro so early. Yeah, he turned pro pretty quickly. So yeah. we'll have to, I'll do a little research. No, you know, it was just it was brought up when uh, I think Dan Rooney was talking about him. They were doing a little Q and A, and then Izzo showed up, and Izzo told me a story I'd never heard about him, and then his team meeting Muhammad Ali. That was I'd never heard that story, and it was unbelievable. Uh, Izzo walked up to me. There were some Michigan State fans that said, "Hey, tell my." Uh, sister, the story about Muhammad Ali and Izzo being another approachable great guy uh, there at American Dunes last night uh, told the story. And I'm like, Tom, this needs to be like a 30 for 30 on ESPN. I'm serious. 
a Netflix documentary, The Untold Story, say it was unbelievable. Well, you know, I don't know how many AMs Nicholas won, but I did also have a chance to meet Muhammad Ali in the clubhouse at Valhalla during a PGA championship there, only briefly, though. But again, you're right. He wanted to be in the crowd and was so friendly and cordial, said hi to everybody. And you think, I mean, at one time, the best known, really the best known person in the world back in the 70s and 80s, but uh, extremely humble man. Spent some time in the Benton Harbor, Michigan area, too. Yeah, and then had his uh, farm down in Berrien Springs where Tom told me the story of taking his team down to his farm and his entire basketball team, I think this is a 99-2000 team, got to spar in the ring with Muhammad Ali. Well, that would be right because I met him at the 2000 PGA at Valhalla the year Tiger Woods beat Bob May uh, in the playoff, in the three-hole playoff. So you have been a PGA rules official for how long, Mark? Well, uh, my first PGA championship, my first major was the 1990 PGA at uh, uh, Shoal Creek in Birmingham, won by Wayne Grady. So when was the first time you met Nicholas? Um, I met him in scoring when I worked scoring uh, with uh, a PGA past president, Bill Clark. I met Nicholas in 91 um, at the PGA championship at Crooked Stick. Uh, I actually was the scoring official that helped John Daly with a scorecard on Sunday. He sat right across the table from me, and uh, we made sure his scorecard was right before he left that scoring area. Was he nice to you? Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, Bill, is that I just wanted to assure him when he sat down because, obviously, you know the story. He came in as the ninth alternate, drove all night from Memphis to get into the tournament. Uh, Luckily, had an afternoon tea time when Nick Price withdrew, and he walked into scoring. Obviously, it was a stunning week uh, for those of uh, your listeners who remember it. It was just incredible. The tee shots that he hit, it was really like being at a football game and watching a winning field goal. Almost every tee shot he hit would get this elevation, and the crowd would get louder and louder and louder and finally land, and then they would just cheer like a winning field goal. But anyway, I just tried to assure him and calm him down, and I just said, you know, you're just you're not leaving this room till we get this right. So don't worry. Yeah, I was looking at his numbers. Uh, he won two U.S. amateurs. Uh, he won uh, nine or seventy-three PGA Tour wins for Jack. Nine yep, European Tour majors. wins. Right, uh, eighteen majors. Obviously, three more than Tiger. Uh, major. Yep. He was a major runner-up nineteen times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really significant. And, you know, you talk about winning, but a Jack had a lot of runner-up and a lot of top five finishes as well. Uh, really, I mean, in a historic way. But two USAMs, that sounds right, because he did turn turn pro pretty quickly. Uh, you know, and obviously started to challenge Arnold Palmer right away in the early 60s. So Tiger had three U.S. amateur wins. Tiger had 82 PGA Tour wins. Tiger won 41 times. On the European tour, that number can't be right. Did he really? 41 times? Well, it certainly could be right. And, yeah. uh, they, you know, the, it was easier, obviously, when Jack played. He really played the U.S. PGA Tour. You think about the early origins of the European tour, really kind of date to the 1970s, almost after Nicholas, uh, you, you know, was, I wouldn't say past his prime, 
but the travel was harder and all of those things. Really, Ken Schofield as commissioner of the European tour was the one who really expanded it to become a world tour that it was. He had the foresight to look for some of those sites that you could play in when, when it was cold in Europe or in, in the UK. And that's really was the impetus to play all over the world, 52 weeks a year almost. And that was what made it a little easier for Tiger to play so often and have so many victories. Larger than life, man. Uh, when I met him yesterday, uh, it's amazing how guys always seem uh, smaller than they look like on TV. And uh, just uh, he's one of the goats. Uh, he's there with Tiger, Arnie, Jack. It's really uh, the game of golf when you look at the historical side. And you know, through my broadcast career, I've been able to meet you know Michael Jordan, Tiger at the last uh, Buick Open there in uh, the locker room hallway and. Even though I'm doing a sports show, I've been doing it for nearly 32 years. It's still a thrill as a fan to meet a guy like Jack Nicholas. What an awesome day yesterday at the course he designed and also the course he waived his $3 million Nicholas Company's fee uh, in his support of the country. And like they talked about yesterday, God, country, and the game of golf uh, when it comes to Nicholas and his family and story of his dad introducing the golf at the age of 10, just it's why I love the game. Uh, it's why I love the stories connected to the game. And yesterday was really about uh, helping people, about our country. And Jack Nicholas was there, front and center. Mark Wilson, PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA golf management program. You can find out how Ferris is helping move the game of golf forward at ferris.edu. Mark, enjoy the. Golf Channel coverage of the Folds of Honor Collegiate from Grand Haven today until 7 and tomorrow and Wednesday, 4 until 7. Absolutely, and we'll talk uh, before the Ryder Cup. Look forward to it. Yeah, we'll do. We'll get you in studio. We'll break down the Ryder Cup. We'll do that. I don't know what the time change with Italy, if that's going to be all crazy. You know, I, I, I don't want to ask you two things in the same interview, but do you know how many hours Italy is behind us when it comes to the time change? Yeah, there's six. That's six hours. You got that one. You weren't going to go down twice, not live on air. I knew you would get that one. All right, thank you, my man. No, and, you know, I'm glad all throughout the interview today, I was Mark Wilson and never Brian Wilson, and you never made me sing my little deuce coop either, so that was good. Well, you know what, and I have to tell you, with how I'm moving and it's been a long weekend, I did think that I call him Brian at least once today. It's Mark Wilson. Thank you, my man. Have a pleasure, Bill. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, he's such a good guy.